Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack. And this week I'm speaking to Monica Gruzitzer and Juliette Lizotte from Nexus, which is the magazine we delivered to Stack subscribers last month in May 2018. As they say in this conversation, Nexus is a challenging read. They go into a lot of detail about the editorial structure, the typography, even the size and shape of the magazine itself, and explain why they wanted to create something that, in their words, creates a little disturbance. The basic idea behind the whole project is to explore the changing notions of the self in a digital age, and I think it's really interesting that they've chosen print as the best medium for them to do that. If you're a Stack subscriber, you will of course already have held this strange magazine in your hands, and I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope this conversation gives you a bit more context on what we sent to you. And if you're not already a Stack subscriber, but but this all sounds intriguing. Check them out at Nexus World. That's N-X-S dot world. And of course, you should also subscribe to Stack. So go to stackmagazines.com and use the code podcast and you'll save 10% on our regular prices. Okay, that's enough from me for now. I'll be back again at the end with a bit of personal news. But for now, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Monica and Juliet from Nexus. All right, Monica and Juliet, thank you very much for stopping by at Somerset House. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you. <laughs> so you um, have the honour of being the editors, uh, designers, curators of probably the strangest magazine that we've ever sent out on Stack. <laughs> Can you start by telling us what is this thing, Nexus? Uh, well, uh, Nexus, um, or written NXS, um, is as we call it a collaborative uh, artwork, um, and it's a research project of um, yeah Monica and me, and also together with Florian Mecklenburg and Caroline Burman, um, where we explore um, the self in the age of digital technologies. So what it means to exist um, uh, in our contemporary times. And um, we always invite a wide range of uh, contributors to participate and we have sort of an unusual editorial process where we send a previous contribution to the next contributor. So yeah, so it makes like this network and uh, um, uh, yeah, it, it is four of us, but it's actually also all the people that we invite also for the magazine and for the publication we actually don't call it a magazine yeah. <laughs> uh, and also we have um, uh, events and other things uh, surrounding the publication so it uh, goes hand in hand together with yeah. other things it's a whole world of its own <laughs> and uh, yeah the publication is like sort of this a physical object that exists, like that comes out every six months, that sort of sets, um, yeah, sort of landmark uh, for like the research to go on. So for each issue, we start uh, from a different angle, different approach, and um, yeah, and then we move on to the next topic. So every six months, it's sort of like the the rhythm, 
and the process is sort of slow because yeah like sending one contribution to the next contributor and waiting for an answer and then going on sort of yeah like this like slow slow process uh, but it also is full of surprises and um, because we give a lot of responsibilities of course to uh, to the contributors but as Monica was saying uh, every time when we uh, get a new publication out then it also comes together with like a an event in a physical space with also like other types of works that respond to the publication and that also sort of expands the um, yeah the research on this topic uh, taking other forms such as uh, video installations performances and actually for the last issue for the viral bodies uh, we also worked on a new um, video work together so that we like uh, directed yeah, wrote and directed and also in collaboration with many uh, very professional people uh, <laughs> that made it a really uh, good um, yeah, video work that sort of like channels everything that uh, we have collected um, this last year and a half. All right, so the, so you've got this like massive experimental multimedia thing which is kind of headed up by a magazine that's not really a magazine, <laughs> it's, it's a publication. The, you guys are based over in Amsterdam, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. yes. And, and you are Goys and Bells. Also. We are also guys and girls. Uh, yeah, so Florian, Monica and I, uh, we are, we have this design studio called Guys and Girls where we do more commission work. And, um, yeah, this is sort of how we started working together and then also launching the publication sort of at the same time. And really importantly, you are documenting this like digital phenomenon in print. So why is it important for this thing to be in print? Yeah, we actually, this is sort of a contradiction, but we thought that it's really important to have it, uh, to reflect upon the, these digital issues that we like constantly like browse on our screens on, on a different uh, medium because like that gives like you a, a bit of a distance and also a different pace of reflection and time to actually go through rather than just like get again distracted to another thing. So. We thought that like this issue really needs like a physical format to reflect upon. Yeah, and that's really something. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, we've heard so much uh, like lately that that print is dying or whatever. But it's. I don't think it's true. Like uh, everyone still needs to have like this physical uh, interaction and. If it is interest, if the content is interesting, if the design is interesting, uh, people will want to read it. And I've never stopped reading books. I never read online. I mean, I know a lot of people do, but it's just like for me, it does. Yeah, it makes more more sense to like have yeah like collect the all this amazing content and print it, than have it online and make a cool website. I, I, I get. I mean, I get the impression from reading this that for you, probably for all of us. Online just is all parts of our lives now. Like it's, it's not exactly. like it's, it's not like it's like a big separation. Actually, it's like that's like also a lot what we talk about, and it's also a lot of like actually a lot of contributions. It is about the digital, but it's also especially in the last one. It is also very much about the body, about the physical, and about yeah. like just like it's. I think now it's really impossible to separate like what is what, and maybe it's not even necessary. Like we're really kind of. Uh, are just blended with it in our 
So I, I, we're noticing quite a lot of magazines kind of grappling with this at the moment, and you see it in different ways. So you see maybe like you know that thing where um, a conversation will be presented in like sort of like messenger mm-hmm. bubbles or something like that. It feels like you guys are really deliberately going a step beyond that. Well, why is that important for what you're doing? I think I think it's also kind of. Um yeah, even like in the movie that we did about uh, digital technologies, like we never like showed the technology itself because that's like gets outdated super fast. It's also important kind of thing to talk about really the things underneath it and like what does it does to us to yeah, our relationship. I think, yeah, I mean for us like the like as yeah we already mentioned, this is really like sort of a research project and it's. Um, of course like a theoretical research but also a formal research and I guess it's also yeah like an investigation about how we read today but also how we um, yeah how do we transmit emotions and I think that our work is is sort of yeah is really on an emotional level as well and in the in the video work that we did this like really about yeah how you feel about it and what yeah what it triggers in you and it's and it's the same for like how we design the publication actually and how this sort of goes as a flow from one contribution to another it's a bit challenging to read and you can also take it in a lot of different uh, order and make your own uh, yeah make your own thread out of it so come on so you you've you've used that word challenging yeah i also used that word challenging when i was writing the letter that i mean obviously this is like incredibly nerve-wracking for me because the like you know we send it so we sent it out on stack last month Mm -hmm. and i love having this sort of thing on stack i think this is like this is what we should be doing but also there's that moment of like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) this is what we're sending so uh, yeah how how are people going to receive this Mm -hmm. yeah so like what in your mind like where does the challenging bit come from and that what does that bring to the magazine what are you doing with that yeah i mean i think uh, on a very practical level it's challenging because we are sent so there's like this sort of chain like it works as an exquisite corpse sort of so we send like a a a bit of the previous content to the next contributor so like one or two previous contributions um and uh, so then there's this yeah stream starting and we don't really know where it's going i mean of course we have um expectations or at first we think okay like we write a little statement and these are the questions that uh, seem important to us but it of course evolves and and people bring in new insight and it becomes like very interesting so it but then so it's challenging in the process because we constantly have to uh, adjust but then also how to um, make this also like a readable um yeah, a readable thread. Yeah, but really also what we try to do is just to also to put together people that might have also different opinions on a one uh, issue or maybe that would pick up on something and, and in a different way. So we're looking also for this little frictions within that it's not like everyone talking the same about the same topic. So, so that also is, we want also to reflect that somehow in this um, also formally. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's like the like combinations that wouldn't exist else elsewhere, or um, but yeah, and also how yeah how to organize it in a in a way that it's at the same time clear, but also not not too clear because you have to. I mean, obviously, you have to make an effort to like um, and and to experience it. 
And, and I really like the way that so this exquisite corpse um, approach uh, over the issues you've kind of dealt with it slightly differently in terms of referring people mm. over from one story to the next. But I love mm. the fact that I can read this magazine and then go back and look at the references to see this person was responding to that one. And, and, and sometimes it's very obvious, yeah. but sometimes you go like, oh, right, okay, I see. Like how, like, how does that all come out of the process for you? We always say that uh, to people to take this as inspiration point or trigger point and, and some people it, it really is up to them like some people like uh, actually take a part and comment on it and some just um, take it as uh, yeah as the first kind of step and go somewhere else completely so we're yeah, really but, open to it. And we also like sometimes really uh, break the sort of break the the linearity uh, by also asking someone that may, has more of a visual um, yeah will have like more visual input so then it also creates yeah like a moment mm -hmm. where you take distance from what happened in the text and then when this visual piece is sent to someone else that will write a text like who know like it's, yeah. it's another level of interpretation of course yeah. because then you don't know what happened in the previous uh, contribution you just have this like visual and you have to just like make up something out of it so yeah we just yeah also try to to trigger this sort of moments and, and so so thinking of like these other challenging aspects so the structure is okay I, do, I can see how that's challenging the typography i think particularly in this latest one i mean it, it's it's literally difficult to read <laughs> that's a challenge <laughs> it's not difficult oh come on come on Which that's come on where that's, is the i in this so the there's uh, I, I mean the, yeah the title typography sorry not not the body copy the title yeah i mean i think that's like a good friction we were like with the first one we were maybe going like a little bit more crazy also with the body text and then we thought okay let's like make some kind of like middle way that yeah. it's also easier to read the whole story but they'll still like then play around with all the surrounding uh, graphics but we think it's important to have this little disturbance yeah no and also like the like for the last issue because it was like dealing with this idea of of body or what a body is or should be uh we also really wanted to um to experiment with with yeah like uh letters and also yeah forms and uh using different yeah different uh typefaces to also yeah um experiment with this idea of, of ever-changing of different sizes of different um, expansion and uh, taking space and, and so and this latest one has this like kind of angularity to it they this sort of it, it feels like quite a, a jagged kind of like feel what, what what was it about the content that made you want to go down that route um, yeah I mean uh, the in this last issue, it's really it became really personal. <laughs> like all the stories, almost all the stories uh, take a really personal angle, and um, and when we came up with this concept of of viral body, also like this idea of yeah, just like spreading out. Uh, so we re just really wanted to um, yeah, also visually have yeah, it's it's quite violent also, but that that, that there is like this. Um, yeah, just like sort of like uh, out there, uh, violence spreading um, visual uh, yeah. universe. 
It is about the changing uh, concepts of body norms and um, yeah, we thought that uh, this this is in some kind of abstract way representing some parts of it. Sure, sure. No, I look, I yeah. buy that. I go with that. So the, and so the the first issue was cyber sensuality. Then you did synthetic selves. And so with this viral bodies one, I, I thought it was interesting that, I mean, I imagine this was kind of deliberate upfront for you. You've got the virality of like a social media post, and then you've got the virality of like a pathogen, like a, a, an illness. Yeah. That, like how much do you begin with these things as like preset in your minds and how much do you actually just allow it to wander its own roots? Oh yeah, we we really uh, allow it to wander a lot <laughs> because actually, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's good to say. I mean, at first, actually, after synthetic selves, and that was dealing more with like identity and like um, construction, reconstruction of oneself, whether it's online or offline. Um, we we actually really wanted to explore uh, gender norms in relation to new technologies. So that's that's how we started this um, this issue. Um, but yeah, one thing led to another. It opened up to other, but like let's say yeah, body and identity issues uh, related to yeah like norms and uh, new technologies. So. Then we decided to expand it because, like, it was suddenly also talking about illness and about, um, yeah, just bodies in general. So, <laughs> is there a boat? That is a boat. Okay. Can, so <laughs> maybe we'll leave this in. So, so this room is just by the Thames, and that was a boat. Hopefully, it won't do that again. <laughs> I think maybe that was them saying good. Yeah. You've answered that yeah. question. Fantastic. Um, and so also there's the shape of the thing. So just in terms of what you expect a magazine to normally look like, this is like really tall and thin and that's kind of like evolved over the issues. But like again, why, why make it this odd shape? Well, this shape is some sort of a, like a reflection of the way of reading online, like always having these long pages that you scroll through and like vertical, endless streams and walls and we also just wanted it to be like big and awkward <laughs> <laughs> and but, I imagine still like in some way it's like you still can hold it in your yeah. hand so it's still like intimate and, and yeah and then the last one also um, yeah we really we really thought of it also as like becoming this sort of like more intimate um, object that you can like sort of like read secretly <laughs> or so yeah I mean yeah it does it does have a bit of a more intimate touch it's it's big but it also yeah i don't know it stands out but it's also sort of discreet because it has like this long and flat uh, format i mean it, it must help on a newsstand like the i so yeah. i i came across this uh, in amsterdam i, I was at um, ateneum um, and mark over there who like literally every time i see him he's got like 10 new magazines that i've never yeah. come across before like the, you know it, it looks fantastic on the, the newsstand how, how have you like what, what's it been like actually trying to sell it to people in a place where it's alongside stuff that is not, you know, it's deliberately not the same as the thing that it's next to? Yeah, I mean, uh, good, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, until now, uh, not bad. Uh, it's like the first two issues are actually small, like small runs, like of uh, the first one was 500 copies, the second one 300. 
so and we do the distribution ourselves so yeah yeah, yeah. from the boat again <laughs> cool. I don't know how it's about uh, shops, but like one, uh, someone told us uh, at Tate that, uh, yeah, actually I cannot put this uh, magazine in my shelf, so it's always standing on my uh, table, so whenever yeah. people come over, they're just, oh, what's this? <laughs> that actually works also to uh, yeah. place it somewhere else than just uh, hide in your bookshelf. Uh, and so you've got a, a bi- uh, sorry, biannual uh, schedule for this, so mm-hmm. you, you, when's the next one due out? We don't know yet. <laughs> well, uh, probably, probably this winter. yeah, this winter. Okay. But uh, but yeah, we we still have to uh, recover from the last one and like uh, think, like reflect upon it and see what the next issue will be about and uh, yeah. And, and so so when does that process start? Like when do you start trying to figure out? the theme, the community of people who are going to be involved? I mean, pretty soon, like we're, I think already some, some beginning ideas are there and then slowly forming, but uh, yeah, pretty soon we're going to um, talk about it again. And there are also already are some people that we um, wanted for the previous issue, but maybe couldn't mm-hmm. make it, but that we see that they could be re- relevant also for the next one. and. Um, yeah and also yeah i don't know i mean what we try to do uh, for each issue is also uh, to uh, bring people together uh, from like different disciplines and uh, obviously yeah most of most of them are still like from the art and design world Uh, but for the next issue i think that yeah we would also really like to uh, to yeah see how we can make it even more like out like sort of like this weird uh, or weird or like exceptional uh, uh, interactions uh, because for instance in the first issue we uh, we got an interview with uh, Matt McMullen who is the creator of this uh, real dolls uh, company in uh, Los Angeles that makes uh, yeah, love dolls, sex dolls, however you want to call it and at that point uh, they were developing a software that could go with your doll that uh, you could uh, interact with and uh, could basically like fall in love so he was like developing this software to make uh, customers fall in love with their dolls uh, and so we had like this very strange conversation with him and um, and I think that it was like yeah like a really good input also and a really interesting perspective on this topic of cyber centrality uh, from someone that is yeah maybe more from like a startup although I think he's an artist in the first place but like from a startup uh, and like business point of view and in the second issue we also um, we had met uh, this um, neuroscientist um, Arthur Avramea I think we say his name um, uh, who's doing a PhD in Amsterdam uh, about uh, artificial intelligence and yeah, neuroscience and he also like wrote um, sort of yeah like semi theoretical semi fictional um, piece uh, in reaction to this very intense conversations between Armin Avenesian and Ivan Chang which is also another sort of combination that we thought was interesting to have like one very big name together with uh, an emerging artist and also one who is like Armin who's more of a philosopher uh, very embedded in the art world, but uh, and a performance a performance artist who also uh, writes as well. But uh, so see also what happens when we put people together, and uh, and in the last one uh, we got this um, uh, science fiction writer Alan Dean Foster who uh, 
is uh, the ghostwriter of the Star Wars saga, for instance, and uh, he um, reacted to a short interview uh, from this uh, uh, Instagram it uh, girl avatar, Lil Michaela. So that was also, yeah, then, yeah, and he's like this 70 year old something man in the middle of the US uh, suddenly writing a short story uh, in reaction to, yeah, this internet phenomenon. So that was also sort of re like a really interesting. Um, yeah, uh, a trigger for us. So I think that we would really like to uh, to have more of this. <laughs> so I mean, the, the, that's it. It's the, like that for me is the excitement. Like the you know the the fact that you know it's, it's called Nexus. It's a meeting place for these people who wouldn't otherwise come together and, and interact. And um, well, look, I I think it's a, a brilliant thing. Um, and thank you for uh, having it on Stack. Um, and thanks for coming over. Thank you for having thank us. <laughs>